even if you eat healthy and you exercise, even if you're thin, that doesn't always mean that your brain's okay. That doesn't even mean that you feel okay. So people know when their brain's not working and it's not fun. Sleep is well underdiagnosed and underappreciated. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, we delve into the importance of sleep and its impact on our physical and mental well-being. We explore the connection between sleep and brain function. We also discuss the different steps you can take to get better sleep, including the process of getting a sleep study. Dr. Kristen Farrell-Turner is Pritikin's licensed psychologist. She has published several peer-reviewed articles and teaches multiple classes at Pritikin, helping guests face the challenges and stressors of healthy living. Dr. Danine Fruget has enjoyed teaching and practicing the Pritikin lifestyle for over 20 years. To her patients at Pritikin, Dr. Fruget brings the enthusiasm and expertise of a doctor who practices what she preaches. Enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. When you've had a good night's sleep, you know it. When you've had a bad night's sleep, you know it. And if you could choose, I would say the vast majority would say, I want to go for the the one where I feel my best. Makes life easier. Absolutely. And we definitely know that people who have chronic insomnia tend to have, you know, greater likelihood of depression, anxiety disorders, general yeah, more difficulty handling stress, you know, in healthy ways, especially. Um, they're more likely, you know, I'm sure you see this too. Yeah. They're more likely, especially if they're tired and stressed, to want to reach for the sugary foods. Um, comfort. And then, yeah, cut all the comfort foods. Or and, to try to wake up. Yeah, try to wake up in an effort to kind of feel better, get yeah. a little more energy. So absolutely Unfor- sleep affects your mood. Unfortunately, when we eat that way, we often get sleepier. Because the food kind of right, crashed, we right. kind of crash. Yeah, yeah, right. So it doesn't really work very well either. And what what is physically happening with the body when you don't get that that sleep? Ah, uh, so the brain needs to detox, and it only detoxes in stage deep, deep restorative stages of sleep. So somebody could be, you know, getting sleep deprived and not have enough time for their brain to detox. It's called lymphatic washing, and it's uh, really an important part of the brain operating the way that it was designed to. So if the brain is not detoxing, it can actually cause death within seven days. It can cause psychosis, means a complete break from reality. It's been used in torture, actually to sleep deprive prisoners mm-hmm. of war. Okay, so the brain needs to detox. It, it doesn't just go offline and do nothing while we're sleeping. Our subconscious and all kinds of other things are still happening. So sleep is critically important just for the very function of the brain, but it affects things like blood pressure, it affects weight, it affects, like we said, mood, it affects the immune system. And beauty rest, have you heard of that one? When people mm-hmm. look exhausted, like they've aged 10 years. In fact, people that have jobs that they have day night cycles disturbed with a lot of sleep deprivation in between such as airplane pilots they've been shown to even have a shorter lifespan they feel it prematurely ages the brain and can even be related to things like uh, stroke and dementia
We can't wait to welcome you to the Pritikin Longevity Center this summer. Be a part of our world-renowned program and enjoy our lowest rates in years. We're making some exciting improvements to our facility from August 6th through September 17th. During this time, our guests will continue to enjoy the lush grounds and world-class amenities of the Trump National Doral. Guests will remain engaged in the program in our temporary location, steps away from their deluxe accommodations. All at a price that is 40% off our high season rate. Our temporary facilities will be comfortable, luxurious, and convenient for you to experience the life-changing Pritikin program. The prices offered during the renovation will never be matched again. Book a consult today to learn more about these great low rates while they last. Come experience for yourself what over 100,000 people have learned, that Pritikin will change your life for the better. And on, on that note, with shift workers, even in people who, I mean, I've known people who were nurses and they did the night shift. And even if they came back home, you know, then during the day and they, they slept seven or eight hours or something, you know, what we would consider, okay, a decent amount of sleep. And they felt like they got en enough sleep. They said they never felt as good as they do as when they sleep at night. You know, so the other thing that's really important, I mean, just I mean, you mentioned shift workers made me think about this too, is, is not just that amount of time, um, but if possible to try to do it with a, a healthy, you know, sleep-wake routine, you know, so that you're, you're sleeping when it's dark and then you're up and alert and outside and, you know, when, when, it's, when it's light. Of course, people who are shift workers, sometimes they have to be. It's not necessarily their choice to choose those shifts. Um, you know, but if you're not a shift worker, if you have a choice, you're not a, a nurse who has to work at night, you're not a police officer who has to work at night, a pilot, you know, and you can have a healthy sleep routine, that's huge. You sleep, you just get so much more rest um, and, and so much more healing um, during the nighttime hours. I don't know exactly why that is. I don't know if it's the, the melatonin cycle that, you know, I think helps you get just the better quality sleep and you feel so much better. It, maybe that's part of it, but. Yeah, it has to do with the circadian rhythm, yeah. the day-night cycle. Um, there's a gland in the center of the brain called the pineal gland, and that's the one that secretes melatonin in relation to light. So that was our kind of baseline development was to go to bed when it's dark, wake up when it's light. Um, but with the advent of modern society and electricity and cell phones, yes, and <laughs> all kinds of things that distract us yep. at night, people oftentimes um, disrupt what was, um, you know, developed over years and years and years. It seems as though some people can be night owls and be healthy, but the issue is, are you switching from day to night, day to night? If you're always on a nocturnal schedule, like say you're a computer programmer and you are doing the same going to sleep and waking up, but your sleep is in the day and your job is at night, that doesn't seem to be so much an issue as the people that are flip-flopping mm. between day and night or trying to participate in daytime things with the rest of the world who's awake during the day while they're still working at night. Mm. That's where it really adds up. I yeah. Think. Um, Kristen, we, we discussed this and how I, I liked your approach, like how when you get to know your clients and you discuss their sleeping patterns and what do you, what do you, how do you, what kind of advice do you give your different clients? It seems like, there's no really one right answer. Um, well, I, the first place I usually start, I mean, if they indicate they're having difficulty 
falling asleep, staying asleep, or, or, or they're kind of waking up too early, you know, waking up and not getting enough, uh, enough sleep, enough rest. The first place I start is just with what we call sleep hygiene, you know, and that's, <clears throat> you know, are you making sure that your environment is comfortable, uh, your sleeping environment is comfortable, right? Is it, mm -hmm. is it dark? Is it reasonably quiet? Are you comfortable there? The temperature is okay. Not too many interruptions. You don't have animals or kids jumping in your bed, you know, um, there's the environment. Um, also, you know, what you do. So of course, like not having caffeine late at night and some people are different. I mean, I've known, I've known the rare person who can maybe have a cup of caffeinated coffee at nine o'clock at night and fall asleep a couple of hours later. You know, so there are people out there who can do that. But I mean, if you're having difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, um, that's one thing to think about too. Like, are you eating too late? Are you drinking anything caffeinated or keeping in mind too, like chocolate has caffeine. I mean, some people might forget about that. So, you know, thinking about those things. Um, so the nighttime habits, uh, having a good, healthy nighttime routine, perhaps like something that's calming, um, before you, before you go to bed, um, don't watch the news, you know, before you go to bed and <laughs> things like that, like right. maybe read, read a book that you enjoy, you know, no screens. That's another big one. Uh, ideally turn off any screens, um, at least an hour or maybe even two before you plan to go to bed. So those are just some general things. Um, alcohol also is worth discussing. Um, sometimes people who drink alcohol too close to bedtime, they might fall asleep fairly quickly, but then they don't go into the deep sleep, which Dr. Right. Frigier talked about is so important for, for brain health. Um, but then also they'll report kind of like waking a lot during the night and it won't be restful sleep. So alcohol is also worth um, addressing. I'm trying to think what else. Keeping a healthy sleep routine is important. Um, ideally getting up around the same time every day. Um, if they take naps, I might suggest kind of eliminating the nap and just sort of see, you know, seeing if that helps as well. So those are a few places off the top of my head that I typically start. Um, and um, also if they're not really tired and they are going to bed or if they're staying in bed too long, kind of tossing, turning, tossing, turning, you know, that tends to just make things worse because what we don't want to do is associate the bed with anxiety and frustration, right? So, yeah. we, you know, if, if people are laying there too long, not sleeping, getting frustrated, you know, when am I going to fall asleep? Why am I not asleep? At what torture? This is terrible. You know, that's a good sign. You know, just get up out of bed. Ideally, go somewhere else if you can, perhaps out of your bedroom and in the rest of your house do something, you know, kind of relaxing, uh, um, for a little while and then maybe head back to bed, but we don't want to spend too long laying in bed because we don't want the bed to be about frustration and anxiety. And this is so annoying. Uh, we want the bed to be about, you know, relaxation. And, you know, so that's another big thing too. I think another kind of big mistake that people make, obviously in hopes that they'll fall asleep, but it ends up, um, backfiring. So that's a, usually it's the first place I start. And I don't know if I missed anything with sleep hygiene. Um, so, so we do have patients that don't like a quiet room because that's the first time, unfortunately, they've had to process anything from the day. It's the first mm -hmm. time that they've ever a had A white noise any, thing could be helpful. Yes, yeah, that's so, where you're going out. Yeah, so there are different types of... Um, noises that people can use. They can get apps on their phone. They can buy little machines. Um, there's white noise, there's pink noise, there's green noise, there's brown noise, and they help the brain kind of transition from the more awake state to more 
you know, alpha wave sleep and transition into the deeper sleep. And that doesn't seem to interrupt with the brain doing its um, detox during the night. However, if somebody tells me I've got to have a TV to fall asleep, I know what the sleep experts say and mm -hmm. I know it's supposed to be off, but I have to, you know, get my mind from thinking. I would say in that case, have a sleep timer so that you're just watching it. And then when you finally go to sleep, it doesn't wake you up. Unlike a sleep machine, the TV is right. up and down and up and down between the commercials and the regular programming. And that can really cause the brain to wake up. The patient may or may not remember waking up, but these are very um, negative things that happen called microarousals because it kicks the brain out of the deep restorative sleep every time you're disturbed. And that unfortunately goes into our topic of uh, breathing where people mm -hmm. have obstructive breathing, yeah. the classic Sleep snoring and yeah. things like that. And people don't realize it, but when you go, <laughs> you're messing with your brain detox. You're not getting into the deep stages for very long, if at all. It is unfortunate mm -hmm. that some people work really hard with the hygiene. They get themselves to sleep, yeah. but then they're waking up sometimes multiple times during the night, whether they remember it or not, because their body can't stay in deep sleep when it's trying to get air. And it may not be an obese person. It may not be an older person. Even children can have this when they have, you know, enlarged tonsils, adenoids, people with asthma, allergies, and it can even run in families based on bone structure. Mm -hmm. So... This is a key thing that is really important to get evaluated because if you're not sleeping, um, if, your brain, if your brain is waking up multiple times a night, you're not getting the full benefit of sleep and it can cause a lot of health problems. Yep. And that's where we do the sleep studies uh, to, to find out. And when patients ask me, do I need a sleep study? The number one question I ask them is on a typical night, not your best, not your worst, but a typical night, do you feel rested when you wake up? When you've slept a normal amount of hours, do you feel good most of the time or you do, do, don't do mornings? You don't feel good until many hours after waking. Yeah. Uh, and if somebody says, no, 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 I spend time in the bed, I feel like I'm sleeping the right number of hours, but no matter how much I get into the bed and sleep, I never really feel rested. Right. And that's kind of a red flag that you want to get your doctor involved, not to mask it with sleeping pills, not to sedate you out of it, not to, you know, add the nightcap to it, not to add the food coma, <laughs> which is, the, you know, the, the food before bed that kind of makes you sleepy. It's more to de determine how can we restore your pattern of sleep in a healthy way that you can get what your brain is supposed to be doing during sleep, namely the detox fighting um, you know, any, any, um, infections or anything that, you know, an, if your immune system is depressed, you get sick more often, you don't heal as well. And it really does have to do with uh, longevity. And, um, those are the things why we say, don't be afraid to tell your doctor and get the sleep study because you won't know. No one always knows just by the fact they don't sleep well. You right. kind of have to find out what's going on. Sleep study measures your brain waves, measures your breathing, measures your oxygen, measures your heart rate. Because guess what a heart rate's supposed to do when you're sleeping? Decrease. Should it be like super fast, like you're in the gym? You know, it's absolutely it's supposed to be slower, like under right. 100 for sure. And when we catch on the sleep study, somebody's heart's doing this, it's like they're not breathing. And the body sees that as an alarm. 
And all kinds of hormones are released that make you hold on to weight because the body feels it's being chased all night, or maybe it's in a war zone. And then blood pressure goes up, and then we can develop heart failure and atrial fibrillation, which are all related to things that can also even cause dementia. So memory loss is a real thing. Most people have had sleep deprivation where they can't like get a word. And if you can imagine that getting worse and worse and worse, we don't think that that's normal aging. We feel that if people are restored, your brain can make new brain cells called neurogenesis. And if you're still eating healthy and you're exercising, and like you were saying, alcohol and smoking actually hurt the brain as well. It shrinks mm -hmm. the brain actually. You can actually improve your brain too. So if you find that you have fallen into a negative sleep pattern, or if you feel like you need to sleep study or talk to your doctor, um, that would be something that we would put high on the list. That's high up there, up with mindfulness, which you teach and practice so well, it's so important. Another pillar of health, of course, is the exercise and nutrition, but sleep has made its way up into the top because even if you eat healthy and you exercise, even if you're thin, that doesn't always mean that your brain's okay. And that doesn't even mean that you feel okay. So people know when their brain's not working and it's not fun. So sleep is well underdiagnosed and underappreciated. And they even have uh, certified sleep doctors that that's all they do is sleep. And a lot of people don't know that that exists or mm -hmm. that there's this cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which is a whole field of uh, sleep uh, trainers basically that can teach you it's like 93 percent effective in about 12 weeks is the average time people can do it on their own you can look up cbti resources mm -hmm. but the sleep coaches actually can like a athletic coach can train you to teach yourself what to do when you can't get back to sleep or how to improve things get your brain waves into the right stages so there's a lot around sleep that i think as you mentioned is just not well um, discussed because it's um, maybe not well understood, but there's definitely a call to action on learning more about an individual's sleep as related to their health and their well-being. Yeah, and I think too, there's you know there are a number of um, marketing forces against good sleep. Too. <laughs> you know, there's all these energy drinks and there's all these you know other promises of, you know, well, you'll, you'll be fine and you just take an energy drink or do this or do that. And, you know, you only need a few hours sleep. And, and I, I just don't think that we are in our fast paced lifestyle and wanting to always like get things done and, and work more and produce more. I don't think that we prioritize it. And, and, and I, I can't believe the, the market on stuff like those energy drinks. I don't even know what that is. Welcome to the Predicting Longevity Center. Are you looking to improve your overall health and well-being? Then look no further. Come and try this transformative wellness experience here in the heart of Miami and our little oasis. It all starts with understanding your body and identifying any potential health concerns by developing a healthy relationship with our medical professionals who actually care. Food is medicine. Our flavorful culinary experience will change the way you feel about healthy eating. With a focus on fresh and whole foods, our chefs and registered dietitians are gonna show you that healthy eating doesn't mean sacrifice and flavor. With Your Body Fueled, our team of exercise physiologists will work with you to create a personalized fitness plan tailored to your unique needs and goals. 
Your mindset is just as important as your physical health. You'll learn from licensed psychologists how positivity and resilience will empower you to live your best life. With stunning palm trees and lush greenery surrounding our state-of-the-art facility, you'll feel rejuvenated and inspired for the moment you arrive. At the Pritikin Longevity Center, we believe that everybody deserves to live their happiest and healthiest life. Let us help you achieve your goals and live completely. You know, from a kind of a, I guess, a psychological, social psychology perspective, I just, I find it interesting that I just don't think people prioritize sleep as much, or maybe they think it's, it's futile and I'll just never feel that great. And there's no way to make this better. And there's just so much of a reliance on, on these, whatever's in these energy drinks or too much caffeine. And I think it's, it almost gets kind of normalized, I think, um, when really it's not. There's another social phenomenon I've noticed in certain cultural circles, which is, a badge of honor. I took the red eye. I made the meeting. Yeah. I made the deal and right. I only need two hours and look how impressive right. I am. But yeah. I will say that you can only mock the brain, you know, for so long. You can only fool it with chemistry for so long. Mm-hmm. You are either going to pay now or pay later. And if you build up a sleep debt and you can't pay that back, you're on the back end, not going to be so happy that you abused your brain. Mm-hmm. Even though the culture may praise you and you may look really great that you're the first person at the office and the last one to leave. Right. It really is not okay. Real quick, um, can, can we follow up with the, the information on the sleep study? So, mm-hmm. so a guest comes in, they, they have a consultation with you. They say, yes, I want to do the sleep study. What, what happens after that? So we identify based on these symptoms mm-hmm. or based on a person's concern. And if they want a sleep study, we give them options. You can, with your own doctor, have one at a sleep center. They have home sleep studies they'll send to your house. I don't love the home studies. I've seen people missed on those, particularly mild cases. And mild cases can still have some serious disease because the oxygen level could go down as low as 70 percent. It's supposed to be above 90. Otherwise, we can start to actually get brain damage. Um, and if it, if you score low on the sleep study to where you just have it a little bit. A lot of patients have been told, you know, don't worry about it. Just lose some weight. You'll get better. Unfortunately, that's not typically the case. So we do the gold standard here called polysomnography or PSG. And we will do it in the comfort of the hotel room. And people take their normal routine, whatever they do. If you take pills or whatever you do, you do your normal routine to see how you're sleeping on what you normally do. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor this is a concierge style where the doctor gives you the result the next day, explains the results to you in a way that uh, lets you know what is your brain doing? I mean, who doesn't want to know whether their brain is getting the deep sleep it needs? It's really important. You can't get that from a wearable. You don't know that without doing the EEG portion. So we find out really important information that helps people gauge whether they just need lifestyle changes or whether they might need assistance with the breathing, if that's the case. There are lots of things that can interfere with sleep, and the sleep study helps us identify whether or not there's something there that needs uh, treatment or if they just need the CBTI. Mm-hmm. If they do elect treatment, there's a second study we do called CPAP titration. And that's the cure. That's trying to I say it's a cure. It's a treatment. Um, if you're shown to have a sleep issue, 
we just don't want to leave you there. We want to help you fix it. We don't want you to hope for the best. <laughs> you know, we want to show you with the second study that this treatment actually brought your oxygen back up to 90% throughout the night, that your brain got into the deep cycles of sleep where you restore, that your heart rate stayed under 100, and that the equipment was comfortable enough for you to take home and wear because it does no good if you're not going to use it. And a lot of people are quite overwhelmed by the whole process, kind of scared about going to a sleep center. So doing it here is um, much more comfortable for a lot of folks because they're in, you know, their own environment. If they need a sleep technician, we have suites that have two rooms. So the sleep technician can be there to assist, assist if needed. Um, and then the other thing that's nice is a lot of people, after they get their equipment in a traditional setting at a sleep center, uh, they won't have a lot of follow-up. Um, maybe something isn't comfortable and it maybe takes them a little while to get through the system to get their assistance. We work with them throughout their stay here so that when they go home, they have confidence and that they're comfortable. Because it takes a little while to get used to something new. And we tell them, don't give up. You know, this is so important for your health. We'll work with you until we get you there. And then whoever monitors your equipment, if that's what you need for your sleep, um, may need adjustments. Did you know your face changes shape every year? And it's not just beards and hairstyles, and there's just so many things that need to be adjusted. We even have patients that come in here that have had sleep issues that were better and then got worse again. We sometimes have to make adjustments, and we do that as well. So anybody that you know that's having sleep issues or any patient that we have here or any guest, what we do is um, do an evaluation and we help them determine what they want to do. Nobody forces anybody to do anything. That never works. It's just better to give information, let people come to it when they're ready. It's very similar to stopping smoking in the emotional side of it. You really have to make a commitment to improve your sleep. It's not something that... Um, comes easy to most people. It takes some training. There's some skill involved and you really have to have some persistence. But once you get it, the majority of people say, I should have done this 10 years ago. Is this how the rest of the world feels? Hmm. Oh my gosh, no wonder people are exercising and eating healthy and going around with a smile on their face with energy. I don't need my energy drink anymore. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And I also hear people say, I didn't know I could still feel this good. I had forgotten what it felt like to feel rested. I got so used to yeah, doing I've life tired. That. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. This is amazing. I'm going to tell all my friends yeah, <laughs> because it's something you want to share. We always um, say that you share pretty good with people you want to stay alive with, people that you want to age well with. Mm -hmm. Because when you have something great that's uh, affected your life, you want to share it. Mm -hmm. That's great. I think it's a great, great um Part of the program and to to speak to our uh, physicians and also to have uh, discussions with our psychologists and you know you get get uh, get answers in with either department um, yeah, and the other thing we do too I know I just talked a little bit about go about sleep hygiene and that's a good place to start but also you know a lot of people are kept up late by worrying and ruminating and you know other unhealthy type thoughts um, so, and that's part of CBTI as well, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy in general involves addressing and, and ho helping people, um, ideally kind of what we call restructure, you know, reframe these thoughts into healthier thoughts and also put in place healthier coping 
um, skills to deal with problems in their life. So, you know, that's a big thing that keeps people up as well. So we can help with that too while they're here at Pritikin. There's quite a bit of research on gratitude therapy. And before you go to bed, be grateful for three things and actually think about them instead of letting your brain go to all the scary things or all the things that didn't happen right to make an actual intentional choice to focus on something that's still worth living for in life, not just all the bad things that, sh that your brain may come to. So that's called yeah. gratitude therapy when you're on purpose, you know, thinking about that. And it can be very, very simple, mm -hmm. you know, very, very simple things. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, and that's where the spiritual practice comes in. We have a lecture here called Secrets of Living Longer, Stronger. Mm -hmm. And there's some research showing spirituality will add 14 years to a lifespan as studied by the people groups around the world um, in the Blue Zones elect, uh, series. So what we found um, is also when you, you know, one of the things to try to intentionally focus on the good, uh, you have to have a belief that there is still some good because it's kind of a toxic world at times. And it's hard sometimes to turn off the brain because mm -hmm. these are very real things. You know, you can't, can't uh, push under the sand. It'll come out in your subconscious at night, what you're worried about. So one of the things I know that Kristen and the mindfulness uh, here at Pritikin, taking mindfulness breaks during the day to reassess and check in and resolve so that when you go to bed at night, that's not the first time, like I said, that you're just having a quiet moment with yourself. Have some reflective time throughout the day, maybe even while you're working out, to process anything that didn't quite uh, you know, work out. Anytime we feel annoyed, frustrated, even if it's not major trauma, that kind of stuff can build up on people to where they just don't rest well. Yeah, and if they spend all day kind of shoving it down and ignoring it and avoiding it, that's gonna, it's gonna pop up in the quiet of the night. Absolutely. So sometimes only five or 10 minutes, a couple of times during the yeah. day makes a huge difference in how we sleep yeah. at night. And if you can take a little walk while you're doing it. <laughs> that's the best, especially outside. You can get some Yeah, you have to N. get outside. You need some sunlight, go out, get some sunlight. Or if you're somewhere where the weather isn't so, um, beautiful like Florida here, um, you can get somewhere where there's at least some natural light coming through a window Yeah, or maybe in a mall somewhere. It has some nice yeah. skylights. Yeah. So there's true. really nowhere that you can't, uh, there's even light boxes that you can get that um, are definitely great for the brain and mm -hmm. to help relax. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Um, I, I want, there's so, I would like to dive into each one of these, you know, these reasons that our sleep gets interrupted a little bit more. I even like talking about mattresses and oh, if sure. there's a, that's a situation i'm dealing with now is finding a good mattress well like she said in the beginning <sighs> being comfortable yeah and being at, comfortable and yeah. it's really important to have a good pillow and like you said a good sleep position mm -hmm. so we think investing in sleepwear very uh sleep equipment uh sleep making things comfortable in your room that's a, a priority that's not a luxury that's that's a health priority and on that note, I mean, really, really quickly, I know we don't have a lot of time. If you're in chronic pain, I mean, this may or may not have anything yeah. to do with your mattress or pillow or sleep position, but it might. Um, and that's something else that needs to be, you need to deal with as well, because chronic pain can keep people up late, late at night too. And I just thought of that when, that's you're, talk, true. when you're talking about, and you know, all, and if you have a, a, a pillow that can help with it, I mean, you know, all of these things are all little pieces, but they all matter. We have a biomechanical specialist yeah, here they who see really Frank helps, yeah. Yeah, really helps our guests with um, 
the aches and pains of life and as well as major injuries yeah. uh, to help adapt to exercise, sleep, and just daily function. So that's worth an evaluation mm -hmm. for sure. That's pretty unique to Pritikin. There's not uh, a lot of that available out there in the general community. Um, I would also say sleep medicines, just as you know, another topic for the future. Taking a sleep medicine that knocks you out doesn't mean you're necessarily getting good sleep. Right. So we have to be careful. Medicine does have its place, and there's a lot we can talk about around that. <clears throat> Melatonin is considered um, natural, as long as that's all that's in it. <laughs> um, but melatonin can augment, but melatonin's not going to knock you out if you're in the middle of a important uh, report, and then all of a sudden it's 11.39, I want to go to sleep right this second. Take my melatonin. It doesn't work that way. You want to um, change you know, the lighting, lower the noise, decrease the brain activity to the point where you're not doing any higher order thinking and you're kind of not dealing with anything emotional and you're kind of transitioning yourself to a nice sleep state. That's when melatonin works well. So we'll, we can talk about that another time as well. I just want to make sure that people know that just because you pass out and you are knocked right. out generally doesn't mean that you're going into the best stages of sleep and your brain's not getting that advantage. And the last thing about food you had mentioned, um, you want your stomach to empty about three hours prior to eating. I mean, to sleeping. Okay. Three hours prior to sleeping. Because otherwise your brain is working on digestion and it can't do what it was designed to do during sleep. Well, thank you guys so much. And I know we got to get going here, but we'll, we'll talk about this again. Thank Sounds you. great. All right. All right. Thank Sleep you. well. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in learning more about the Pritikin Longevity Center and how the physician-led team of wellness professionals have been helping people for almost 50 years, visit Pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.